podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can't win anything with kids. I would love it if we beat them. Love it. How much are the players looking forward to Arsene Wenger arriving? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Phoenix Five Show. Today we've got another banger of an episode. It's player versus player. It's the best of the 90s versus the best of modern day. It's Ronaldo versus Ronaldo. It's R9 versus CR7. We do need players who can change the game. President said to me, we need bums on seats, Bobby. We need a top class striker. Do you know where there is one? I said, yes. I know there's a young kid in PSV that I like very much. I think he's terrific, but he's a risk. This was the real Ronaldo. 19 years old, from Brazil. Il fenomeno. Ronaldo Nazario, the best Ronaldo ever. I never saw the same. I never saw the same. My manager called me and told me that Bob Robs is crazy to have me in Barcelona. And I said, oh my God, this is a big challenge. He was fast, intelligent. He could absolutely everything. Barcelona 1-5-2. There's a brilliant star for Sir Bob in Barcelona. Ronaldo is special. He's the physique of a, a middleweight boxer. You know, good shoulders, good biceps, good body, fantastic legs. And he's one of the quickest players I've ever seen with the ball. Something like that. Cristiano Ronaldo. Looks angry with himself, he needn't be so difficult to handle because every time he picks up the ball he goes quickly with it. Wrong foot defenders, two feet, good in the air, brave. Comparisons with George Best, of course. Totti. Running at Kivu, beating Kivu, beating the goalkeeper. 4-0. All his own work. It's more likely age was, will determine the, the answer to this one. Fans who grew up in the 90s and noughties will probably tell you Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't come close to his Brazilian namesake, while the modern-day fan will laugh at the suggestion of even putting R9 in the same league as CR7. So, without going through stats, trophies, individual honours, we'll, we'll be here all day, lads. So, I'm going to jump straight into this debate. I've got four key points for all of us to discuss and determine who was the better player. So, before we get into the key points, I want you all to tell me and the listeners a bit about both players. I want you to start off. So, I'll start with you, Paul. Obviously, with this topic, I was very much on the... CR7 uh, bandwagon um, and then I've looked into stats as, as I do because obviously I think stats play an important part I've looked at some of the goals goals they've scored it's a hard one it is a hard one I think for me Cristiano Ronaldo for talent Ronaldo a Brazilian Ronaldo has the, the more natural talent but for someone that's developed their game longevity um, the, the difference he makes to the teams each CR you know, I mean, a lot of people talk about Ronaldo, Messi. I think Ronaldo, Ronaldo is a much better assessment. So, mm. Brazilian Ronaldo, I remember him at Old Trafford scoring a hat trick at, at, at 
in the Champions League. Ronaldo on the move. It's Ronaldo. Oh, it's a stunner. A fantastic opening goal. Had to apply a bit of pressure at the start of the second half. Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, and that surely now is game over. It's a second for Ronaldo. Figo. Ronaldo. Oh, that's sensational. What a goal by Ronaldo. And what a goal to complete the hat-trick. And listen to this. Trafford stands as one to applaud through into the semi-finals of this season's UEFA Champions League thanks to a hat-trick from Ronaldo and the Old Trafford fans stood up at the end and just got applauded him off because he was just phenomenal that day I found this topic hard because it's easy for us at our age just to say R9 that's it R9 is unbelievable which he is but I, I, I don't think you can take anything away from Cristiano Ronaldo for me, he's he's pisses over Messi. I don't I don't think there's you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that people are going to come back and say it's bollocks, but it, it, it's the truth. He does. He's got he's done it in other countries. He uh, he just for me he just does more, and he, uh, for me he's better than better than Messi. Uh, yeah, in the long term, it's hard with comparing him to our nine, and it's only an opinion. It's it's an if or but. I feel if if he'd have had longevity, he would have. I think there would be no no doubt. But the fact that he didn't, yeah, I'm really on the fence with this one. I really find it hard to to, to pinpoint, like I say, yeah. pinpoint one down and say he's definitely better than R9 or CR7's better. I just I struggle with this. Okay, but, um, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's early yeah. days. So we've only just started. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, People, I've sat down and had the time to think of it. Think about it. And and if you're gonna if you're gonna start take off the rose tinted glasses and be and talk real. You 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 have to, you can't just dismiss Cristiano Ronaldo against him just totally. You can have an opinion and say yeah you think he's better, which we all can, all going to do. But if you sit down and actually analyse it, you can't just you can't just go oh no 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 Ronaldo Brazilian Ronaldo is much better. And you can't like I say if you're going to look look into it. So it, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's, right. it's all based on opinions. But if you're going to be real and you're going to talk real, you have to you you know you can't just you can't just just dismiss one than the, the other. Definitely. You know. Okay, um, let's move to Lee. Um, you two just had a say. You both mentioned Messi. Let's try and leave Messi out of the conversation because this is between the two Ronaldos. Lee, um, CR7, R9, and Alice on both, mate. Um, well, obviously growing up, like this is like an R90s podcast, um, I think Ronaldo, R9, was the first player I thought, wow. Uh, he had the X factor for me from day one. But like Dave Holland said, it's true, you... With R seven, that his stats are unreal. Like Ronaldo, R nine only played like three hundred and forty three appearances, like club level, throughout his whole career. Like Ronaldo almost has almost played that same that like amount of games for Real Madrid. So that that's what I'm going. Look, personally, I loved R nine. I think. That step, he brought step overs, nutmegs. He was fast, powerful. But the thing with Ronaldo, like, I think R9, it was just like natural ability. But R7, he's had to work hard for it. Like, when he mm. first came to Man United, he was like, they were, he was a winger. Like, he was a bit flash. But he's, if you do, you can't deny him that every single year, he just tries to be the best athlete he can. Like he's ripped still. Like you see when he takes his top off, you think, "Fuck yeah. it off!" Like he obviously, he don't, he don't eat the wrong foods. He don't drink, like don't drink. I'm assuming that he don't. You know, he's he's just like the complete person in my in my opinion. Whereas R nine, he he obviously he had weight issues. He got fat. Like, I just don't think like technically ability. That's why I think he he drunk and he got fit because he didn't need to. That he was. Just imagine if R nine had R sevens like I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, work ethic. Yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. If he had yeah. that in place, then I think he, for me, he would win. But looking at the goals and ratios of that, R seven wins. But 
my personal opinion, I think R9 uh, ability was better. I think just to uh, jump in. Paul, carry on, carry on. I'll ask a question in a minute. Carry on, mate. A very good point. Because Capello said about Ronaldo, um, I think the famous quote was, the, uh, what was it, the most difficult player to handle was the best player I coached. And he said the last like, two seasons, they brought Van Nistroy in to replace him, I think in 2006, I think it was. Um, and he, he had injuries his last two seasons at Madrid. And, and injuries are one thing, and people will end his career early, you know, the injuries. Yes, it had a, a factor towards it, of course it did. But his own mindset, as Lee just brought up to it, in terms of the drinking, in terms of the party, and in terms of the overweightness, that's nothing to do with the injuries. That was him being him and being undisciplined. So I think if you're going to, as I say, if you're marking it down on, on per player, as a professional, Cristiano Ronaldo is a far better professional than Ronaldo is. And as I said at the beginning... Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to get. That's what I was basically saying. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And at the beginning, as I said, is I think in terms of natural ability, yes, Ronaldo wins. Or, you know, we're just quite R9 and R7 for to make it easier. R7 mm -hmm. wins on, on the uh, professionalism and R9 wins on the ability. But then... That's that's it's, it's not just about ability, as a lot of people know. To be the best at something, it's about applying yourself. Um, a lot of players make it in the Premier League era, and they're not even that good, some of them, but they have the, mm. the raw ability to just do the best they can do, and they're really hard working. So I think the Ronaldo injury thing gets brought up a bit too often. I think people seem to forget his lack of professionalism that caused him to leave Real Madrid, you know, and then go on to AC Milan and only have 20 games there. Um, yeah, so the, for me, I think that's what Lee was trying to say. The professionalism has a big factor in it for me. Okay. Right, let's move on to the key points that I mentioned in the introduction. Okay. I want to start with key point one. This is international trophies versus European trophies. Okay. So I'll give a, uh, a brief introduction and then I'll, I'll, shoot with, I'll shoot with Dave. Okay. Let's listen to this. Right, let's start with R9, who won two Copa Americas with Brazil, which is equal to the Euros, and the biggest prize in world football, the World Cup. He won it twice. It could have been three, apart from that strange incident in the final of the France 98. And now in CR7's case, he's won the Euros once, but he's also won Europe's top club competition on five times to two different clubs. R9 has never won the Champions League, but Cristiano is still playing in 2021. So it's possible that he might add to the tally. And just to add, CR7 is the leading goal scorer in the competition to date with 134 goals in 176 games. So let's start with you, Dave. International trophies versus European trophies. Does it matter? Would you put one over the, one over the other or does the Champions League take over, mate? Uh, I don't think the Copa America can be compared to uh, Euros. I think there's better... Why not? I might be wrong. I think, I think it's a more competitive competition the Euros than, than the Copa America. I don't know if anyone else would agree. Yeah, I do. Um... But I think with, like you rattled, you rattled off them stats there, and they're they're, unbe they're magic like they are unbelievable. But I, they just sound similar to me. I don't know. Does, it, does anyone else think the same? Like you no, know, like I don't, when I'm listening to Graham say that, I don't. It still doesn't make me think I can pick one over the other. Okay, as a host, so Dave, as a host, I, I'm going to challenge that. What the do you know what the Copa America is? Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think the Euros are a better competition than the Copa America? I'm, I I'm, think it's not pieces, I'm just asking why. No, I, well, I, I might be wrong. This is just. I, no, no, I just your opinion. Why I, is it a better I, I would say the Euros was more competitive. The teams were better. Okay, better than the South American side, yeah? Well, you know, I, don't get me wrong. They've had their moments in South American side with your Colombias and, and your Chiles. They've had, especially yeah. in the 90s, they had some unbelievable teams. So, yeah. But I feel okay. over, over a period of time, the Euros would have been more competitive than that. Do you look at it? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not 100 clued up on on how it's going now. But I can imagine that it, with Brazil and Argentina, maybe a, maybe a, another team are more or less going to win that most most years. Mm. You would say you would say Brazil, Argentina, heavy favourites every single time going into the tournament. You can't say uh, Portugal. You couldn't name two European teams and say Greece. Greece won the Euros. For, you know what I mean? Greece. You know, so that's an anomaly that you can't use that as a as a comparison. It's an, that's an anomaly. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm not. I'm they not, have to be included it. though, because they have won it. Like Denmark, yeah. they have to be included. I know I what Paul's saying. Even. Paul's totally right. It's like a one-off, isn't it? But yeah, they I have to be included because they have won that trophy. We yeah, well, England ain't won it, so we you know what I mean. Yeah, we that's true. Football. So for us, we're not going to be able to compare. It's like the Club World Cup when that comes mm. on every four years. 
the teams in it, you don't even know who they are, but then they come up against the World Club Championships. And I'm, generally... I'm not being funny as well, but going on what Graham said, obviously the Champions League, right? Ronaldo didn't win the Champions League Real Madrid when they had the Galacticos. You know what I mean? They had your Zidane's, your Figo's, Beckham's, all this lot. Ronaldo, I mean, don't get me wrong, Cristiano Ronaldo won it with some un an unbelievable team, but if you're going to compare Real Madrid teams that won it, who would you boys pick if you're going to pick a team for Real Madrid? Who you Are you going to pick the team that's won it four times in a row recently, or whatever it was, three times or five times in the last four years, or are you going to pick the Galacticos without looking at the stats? So just player for player on paper, you're going to pick the Galacticos, and they didn't win it. 100%. But also, Lee, do you, you know, agree with Dave? He hasn't mentioned World Cups, Lee. What, what would you say about the World Cups Ronaldo's one? That's obviously the uh, the major honour in world football. Does that come above Champions League or not? What do you think, mate? Um, yeah, I, I, personally, that, that's pretty close. Like Because, that's look, every young boy grows up, they, they want to win the World Cup. Like, I don't ever see a young... When you're a young boy getting into football or a young girl, you don't... The first thing is you don't ever say, "Oh, I can't." When I grow up, I'd love to win the Champions League. Do you not? Do you not? Do you reckon that was when we were kids? Do you reckon that's different now? I mean, I'm, I, you know, that was what, when we were kids. The World Cup was a big thing. Do you think the Champions League's now overtaken that? And they would say that. Well, I think to us, guys, I think to our age group, it might have changed because I think now, again, I was I read something earlier on. It was saying because you know this just to go off very slightly the new Super League that was poo pooed down very quickly. One of the quotes that came out from just just us on a forum, and he said because the biggest thing was they're saying they're not getting the viewers from like this, the, the the younger generation up to like 24, 25. They've, they're losing those in the competitions now. And someone put like a thing against it, and it's like when I was a kid, I watched Champions League on ITV when it had sixteen million people viewing it. Sky took and BT took Champions League off British TV, and they asked him why they're losing the fans. And that was a very good point. Because that is a major point that it's not on TV. When we was there, Champions League was on the TV all the time. I don't watch it as much as I used to because it's on BT. So I think now, I think, again, I think it almost comes back to you don't want to say anything other than the World Cup because it's what everyone is generally going to say they want to win is the World Cup. But I reckon deep down, obviously you want to win the World Cup. It's, it's still a prestigious tournament. But I think the Champions League is very close to the, the World Cup now. And as you're saying, you're comparing Ronaldo and Ronaldo with the Brazilian team. That was the best Brazilian team in a decade, in God knows how many years, and how many years after. You know, was it Rivaldo, um, uh, Romario, Roberto Carlos? That, that was the best Brazilian team I think has ever been produced. So you're going against, and, and bear in mind that Euros was won by Portugal with an, I wouldn't even say it's the best Portugal team that's been in the last 25 years. He he just mm. has a way. He didn't play in the finals. He got injured. But even on the bench, he started, though, didn't he? Sorry, he started and came off, didn't he? Yeah, he got injured. He, he didn't. He came off about eight minutes. But he was on the bench. He was prepping the team. Everyone goes how much of an individual he is. But on the side, he was just as much a coach and motivating the team. So um, I think it's difficult difficult to compare. But not winning the Champions League when we did our Champions League in the nineties, we spoke about Ronaldo didn't even come up into it because he hadn't really been in it. And he hadn't mm. really won it, or he had any influence in it, which is quite surprising for a player that you would have, you was dominating in the leagues he was in. Do you not find? Well, well, well you, you make a great point there, Paul. Um, does anyone? Paul made a good, good point to start about you know we're going to refer to his injuries all the time. Um, anyone can answer. Is that not a major factor though, lads? His injuries of why he was not part of a Champions winning side because. I think it is a major factor because I said earlier. I, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fence with the pair of them. And, and, and it's because of the injury. I feel if he, if he had the longevity that, messed, uh, that Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo's now got, I mean, the numbers that he was racking up up to that point was, was unbelievable. I don't, I don't think I, don't, I think he would have probably done more than what Cristiano Ronaldo's done. But the injury does, does you know... I've got, I've, got some, I've got some stats in front of me from... from Go on, uh, Dave. Oh, Read them off, mate. Go on. Before his 21st birthday, right, he scored... Is it my pronunciation would be CAC? Is it Cruz? You'll know, Dave. Cruz, yeah, Cruzario. He got 44 goals in 47 games for them, yeah? Yeah, 54 goals in 57 appearances for PSV and 47 goals in 49 appearances for Barcelona. That was before he was 21. Now, you can't tell me if he didn't have injuries. That wouldn't, you know, it would, it, it would have been off the chart. No, no, no. Um, no, but no, it, no it, is, it is if and buts. It is if and buts. We don't ever, we won't ever know. But, you know, if you're going on that, 
After his injury, he went to Inter Milan and scored 49 goals in 68 and Real Madrid 83 and 127. So it wasn't a decline, is what I'm saying. You say about the injuries, but it wasn't like he went... No, no, I'm, not, yeah, no, I'm not saying his injuries were then. I'm just saying, you know, his, but the injury, is, it has, it's got another factor. You look at the numbers he was racking up. But yeah. he racked up yeah. the numbers. Okay. After he had, uh, hold on, but after he had the injuries, he still was racking up the same numbers. There's a distinct difference. If he had the injury, came back and was getting one in five, then you go, oh, injuries were in, you know... There's no, I'm sorry, nothing to do with the injuries at Real Madrid. He's got 83 oh. goals in 127. And prior to that, Inter Milan, he scored 49 and 68. Um, and even when he went to Mil um, AC Milan, he scored nine goals in 20. He went to Corinthians at the end of his career and scored 18 in 31. He was scoring goals still at, at a very good rate. So the injury thing is not to do with injuries, it's lifestyle. He chose the wrong lifestyle and a lot of the injuries he picked up was because he had a lack of, lack of professionalism. So that comes that into the character. Okay, okay, let's stop there, Ben Paul. You've made some valid points, as always, all of you. Um, I will come back to you, Paul, because um, the key point I made was international trophies versus European well, trophies. Your What's your opinion? Sorry? What's your no, opinion? No, I need to ask... No, hang on. I haven't asked you about the actual question yet. You've gone on random about okay. other, other stuff. So I want to ask you, Paul, briefly tell me, um, international trophies versus European trophies. Um, uh, R9's World Cups against um, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's... Um, European trophy and his um, Champions League. What, what do you think is one worthy, mate? Um, keep it brief, because then we will move on to my point. Then we'll move on to key point two. I think I've covered most of it, just what I just said. I, I think they're two different... Not really. You haven't really mentioned World Cups, so you haven't. Well, I, no, I, but as I said, he, he, he <laughs> won the World Cup with the best Brazilian team in the last 50, 60 years. So okay. it wasn't like he was an average team. He still had to do a job, whether you, you know... Yeah. Scolari was a fantastic manager on the international level and got the best out of Ronaldo. Um, you know, Ronaldo. You haven't really spoke on Ronaldo at CR7's um, five Champions Leagues. That's a major achievement. Yeah, uh, I know it's not a one-man game. It's eleven. You know, there's eleven in the team, but to win it in five five times yeah. in, in you know two different clubs. Yeah, I think he's, he's got a fantastic record. And, in, yeah. and, he, and again, as David said about Ronaldo at Real Madrid, you look at the team he had around him compared to the Galactico era. You know, he's he, not single-handedly, but. The thing is with Ronaldo, when you look at his goal records, there's strikers out there that get, have a phenomenal record and get the second in a two uh, in a three-one win, or they get the third and a four, you know, whatever it would be. Ronaldo was scoring winning goals season in, season out. So many of his mm. goals were, were, were winning games single-handedly, whether it be a penalty, a free kick, a 90th minute, whatever it would be. So he had an impact in so many games. Let me go on to his assists. His assists compared to Brazilian Ronaldo, 219 assists. This is as of May 2020. 219 assists. Ronaldo got 59. So con game contributions was massive. And I think the Champions League at United when he won that that um when we beat Chelsea, uh, he was average in that game, but he still managed to to draw up the penalty and score a penalty in the game. Um the two we lost against Barcelona that he was involved in, that's when we got to see the selfish side. If he was a bit older, as he was at Real Madrid, I think Man United would have won more in, in Europe. But it became that, that that rivalry with Messi around that time, which then okay, okay. all focused on him. Um, before I move on to key point two, I'll put my pen in. Um, international trophies versus European. The World Cup and the Champions League are both major trophies and world and European um, accolades. The Champions League, as you all know my views, is not the, it's not the trophy it should be, but it's still an achievement. For Ronaldo to win it five times, two, two different clubs and still be playing is off the scale for me. Um, but Ronaldo winning the World Cup as well on two different occasions, uh, they're equal. But if I'm after pick, I'm not going to be biased because I'm always 90s biased, but uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's achievements compared to World Cups, I mean, don't get me wrong, you get a lot of crap in the in the World Cup and you also get a lot of crap in the uh, European Championships, um, Champions League, sorry, but Cristiano Ronaldo probably just tops it for me because of his consistency. But yeah, um, great um, opinions there, lads. So I'm going to move on to key point two. Um, this is goals versus versatility. Um, David Holland, uh, he covered quite a lot there of my stats, I was going to say, but I'll carry on anyway. Uh, Chris, um, Ronaldo, sorry, um, Brazilian Ronaldo scored 44 at 47 at Cruzeiro, as they've said, 54 and 57 at PSV, 47 and 49 at Barca. And uh, it's all before his 21st birthday across two continents and three countries. Um, R9 was first, virtually unplayable before his career was hampered by a recurring knee injury, as we know. Um, Moving on to Cristiano, um, his breakout season at United was 31 goals in 34 games. 
Whereas R9 was always an out-and-out striker, CR7 started his goal-scoring tally as a winger. And in his early years, sorry, in his early years, rather than a centre-forward like he is now. So basically what I'm trying to say is, um, CR7 started his goal tally for what it is now as a winger, but um, R9 started as a centre-forward and has always been a centre-forward. That's what he gets paid for. Um, let's start with Lee Harper. We go with Lee. Um, Lee, um, CR7 and R9, one's a striker, one's a winger, converted to forward. Does it matter? Or is there a comparison, do you think? No, not really. Like, Ronaldo, him moving central, a great idea, I think. Like, even when he was on the wing, he always used to come inside. So, it would. But I wouldn't say... I would say that they are slightly different players. I would say R9 is an out-and-out striker, where I would, R7, I wouldn't say he's an out-and-out striker, but obviously he's brilliant at what he does, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say Ronaldo is a number nine, but I'd say... Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say Cristiano Ronaldo is a number nine, but... I would say R nine is a number nine. Yeah, yeah, you make yeah, good point. Um, as well, because I mentioned the key point of goals versus versatility. Would you say CR seven maybe edges it because of his versatility, as he can play as a winger and a striker and do the same damage, whereas R nine is just basically a striker and just does what a striker is supposed to do. Yeah, well, you know, when you say about the the goals and stuff, and right, look. They are they are pretty similar. Like in each year, like the, the goal tallies there. I know R nine never played nowhere near as many games, but the games that he did play, like Paul mentioned earlier, eighty three appearances, sixty nine goals, one hundred and twenty seven appearances, eighty four mm. goals, and Ronaldo. They, they, they are similar stats. Mm. So like, I just think look, they're both. I, I, I don't know. I would. I don't really know what to say, but about position but I just would say uh, Cristiano isn't an out-and-out striker Dave um, as we just said um, R9's goal scoring record before his 21st birthday was off the scale um, do you think that counts for anything compared to Cristiano Ronaldo's versatility as scoring in from the wing and up front does R9 goal, you know, the way he scored goals as a, as a youngster coming to Europe and not affecting his game at all. Um, what, what's your opinion, mate? I mean, it's quite a hard one to tell you when we talk about positions versus goals. What do you take from it, mate? Uh, I fit, you know, for me, R9, like I say, is unbelievable. But the team that he was, the teams that he was in, like the like, and I keep going back to the Galacticos. If if he's not, if he's for some reason he's not playing, that team still wins in my eyes. Whereas Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, when he's not in that, when he's playing and he's not there, I feel he affects the game. More, even if he's not scoring goals, he's lifting that team. Now, I'm not saying R9 doesn't because R9 could just do it on a turn of a sixpence magic bang game one. But I feel I feel that Cristiano does more uh, for the for the team, even though he is a selfish player and it is all about him. And you have to have that sort of selfishness, selfishness to, to get where you are. Mm. I I feel he does more for the team. But Dave, that's a media perception about the whole um, uh, selfish player. He's got, you know, 219 assists over his career. That's, that's, that doesn't say to me, scream out selfish. I think now, as he got... as the, the, that's, the, that's what I've just said. I've just said that he brings more to the, to, to the team than an R9. R9 can score your goals and win your games himself. But, you know, I feel that Cristiano brings more to, to the team. You, you know when he's not playing. I feel like when Ronaldo, was R9, was playing... You had a Figo or a Zidane or anyone else that could, could change the game. I'm not saying that the players around Cristiano that were shit, but he just seemed to have more of an effect on the whole team and the whole and, and, and the game. I feel than uh, R9, the nine, R9 does. Miller's not here, so I'm just going to just jump in for the, very quickly to to flip it somewhat. Um, but you've got to bear in mind, and again, I'm a CR7 guy, but you've got to bear in mind the defenders that were around in the Ronaldo era. <laughs> That's what really impressed me. You know, Maldini's, Nesta's, Cannavaro's. Um, uh, I can't even think the Spanish defence at um, Barcelona at the time. It was, especially in Syria, R9 played in the golden era in Syria, didn't he? 
you know, it was the the, the need to be in for about three or four years. CR7 can play in different positions now, and he can affect the game from different positions. Now, I know he went up front, but he started off as a winger, cutting in and all that sort of stuff. Uh, R9 was just a nine. But don't, don't get me wrong, he was, the, he, was like, he was the best nine. But, you know, so that's why I feel that Cristiano would affect the team more. But like I say, with his assists. Mm. I don't know what the R9's assists are, but... I can't be anywhere near CR7s. 59, so, probably. About 59. Yeah. But like I say, but you, you want to... But they, but like they are different positions. Like you wouldn't put... Like Lee said, you wouldn't put CR7 as an out-and-out striker. So for me, he's doing more, he's doing more for the team. Yeah. You know, Would like, you agree with that, Paul? Would you yeah, agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think you've got to... It's difficult to do again. But if you break it up in terms of like speed and pace and, you know, CR7, I think his passing ability is better. I think his set pieces... Um, with more danger from set pieces. I think his um, uh, movement off the ball was fantastic as well. I think, you know, that's a very close one to call. Uh, sorry, let me just jump in, Paul. It's free kicks. I, don't, I haven't got the stats with me. I'm just on the top of my head. He doesn't score many free kicks on CR7. Not not as many now, but he had the he, but you but okay, but and I agree, he, he takes a lot and misses a lot, but I think that was more at Juventus. Um, right, and I, th- I think that's the one thing that you could sort of hold against him, which is not many, but you know, is uh, is his free kicks. But in, uh, you know, compare Ronaldo to Ronaldo. I'm saying in terms of uh, skill sets, I think Ronaldo yeah. from a winger to turn people. You know, back in the day, you didn't really go from a winger to a forward. I can't think of many players apart from maybe on yeah, Henri, as you've gone from a wing to a striker, and then you find your your key area with Henri, what was he, 24, 25 when he hit his peak, I would say, in that period when he started yeah. getting goals. So Brazilian Ronaldo started off as a striker and was banging goals left, right and centre. Ronaldo took a bit more time to get into the game because he was learning on the wing. And now with all young strikers, generally speaking, I might be wrong and anyone disagree with me, young strikers coming through now seem to start on the wing and then move into well, the I think it's down to the more, more to the formation the teams play nowadays. Mm. Like they play like... What would you like? What would you class Mane and Salah like? Would they, are they strikers or are they wingers? For me, they're wingers. Well, this is this is this is what I'm getting at. It's the teams nowadays they they don't not many of them play like four four two. No, I wouldn't say they. I wouldn't say they were wingers. No, no, no. Strikers. Now you could class Trent Alexander's more of a winger than a than a fullback. Money up front. Could you put Marley in the centre of of a free up front? I'm. I'm. Hang on. Let's let the host come in here. I <laughs> that I agree 100% with David Onan. There's no way Marne and Firmino are classed as wingers. Um, from, you might disagree. Um, the, the old-fashioned winger, the winger to me is your Andre Kinchelski, your Stuart Ripley, your Steve Guppy. Forget about... Don't start comparing them with class. That, to me, is a winger. The, your Marne and your Firmino now are more of a forward, but they do the job of a winger to an extent. Do you agree with that? There's no way they were wingers. There's no way. Andrew Kachowski was a winger. Yeah, but that's a different era. Go on, go on, Paul. Go on. That's a different era. Wingers now. We're talking about the 90s, though. Yeah, yeah, but, but, okay, but what I'm saying is back in the day when Ronaldo came through as a winger, he was a winger. Yeah. And and now, as with age, if he went up up top to to adapt his game. So. If he stayed on the wing, he would have struggled because now it's about cutting inside. But I don't see how you can say Mane and Flamingo because if you're going to be, say, they're a forward, left forward, right forward, all that, you've got to be able to play across the front three. I don't think the, that Mane and maybe Salah to a point, but I don't think Mane, I, I, I'm sorry, Mane's not a stri- striker for me. Mane's a winger. He beats a man. And I strongly him. disagree. Total wire. The Harper? Oh, oh that's what? Uh, I don't. It's. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the fence for this. I, I really don't know if they're like I have debates about. I've like speak to other people and some say they're wingers, some say they're f- they're forwards. Like I wouldn't use the word striker with them, but forwards, yes, but not not wingers. I wouldn't say they're wingers. No. Do you think okay. Ronaldo could have played on the wing? What? Do you think Brazilian Ronaldo could have played on the wing at, at any stage of his career? Well, yeah, of course. I think he could have because he was that good. But With his, with his pace, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But he's more, he's more effective in the, in the up, top. up top. Yeah, yeah so that's... I, I don't think he could have played on the wing, personally. 
On what basis? I think he would have... Well, like, what the fuck is Cristiano Ronaldo every given point, by the way? You're like, you're just dismissing everything about him. Like, you're saying, oh, no, I'm stiff. Oh, no, I'm stiff. Shit, shit, shit. No, 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 I said, I, I said earlier on, I said in terms of the World Cups and the Championship, it's hard to compare. Listen, I, well, I, I don't think he played in the wings. I, I, I think he had the ability. Yes, OK, maybe he did, had the ability, but I think he would have cut inside. And back in the day when you was a winger, as Graham said, a winger's job was to beat a man and get a ball in the box. Yeah. I don't think Ronaldo was great. Uh, was a great crosser of the ball. He would get his head down and he head up and he would run at, at players. But he would. How do you know he was a good? You never see him do it, so he never done it. So you, how can you say he's not a good crosser? That's one he's from what I've seen. I've been from watching clips. I don't remember him crossing the ball or going down the wing. So yeah, you never played in those positions, so you ain't going to see him. That's what I'm trying uh, to say. That, this is a, this is sorry, sorry lads, sorry lads. The host has to bite in again. This is a fantastic debate, actually. Before I move on to argument three, I want to stick with this just for a bit longer. Um, Paul, you make some good points as well, and so does Lee. But Dave did ask um, you, Paul, on what basis would you say Ronaldo wouldn't be able to play as a winger? Because I just want to put my penalty in there. Um, I brought up a few weeks ago about Mark Overmars being a step above your average winger. Well, he didn't do what Conchelsea's did. He actually did cut in and he, he brought players away and played the ball through to the middlemen. So going back to Dave's question, on what basis would you say R9 could not be a winger? He can't cross the ball, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I think, as I said, I think if you're going on the traditions of the of the right wingers or left wingers or whatever it would have been, I think the job was to beat a man and get a ball in the box. And I think Ronaldo would have cut inside and it would have been just what an extra... I still think it would have been a fantastic play. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it would have flopped by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it would have been a bit like Henri. I think he would have struggled. You I don't think that Cristiano Ronaldo ever cut inside? You think he went outside every single time and crossed it in the box? No, when no, he no. Was... That's why he became a striker because his natural instinct yeah. was to become a striker. What I'm asking, Henri was is a natural striker. Yeah, but he started on the wing and he struggled on the wing, and then he moved inside because mm, definitely at Juventus he struggled, Paul, didn't he? Exactly. So he started on the wing, and, and Henri is one of the best strikers to ever grace a, a, a football pitch. So I'm not saying he wouldn't be a fantasy player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that. I don't think Ronaldo had the versatility to play in different positions. I think he was fantastic what he did. And I use Henri as the comparison, not Overmars, because I think that, that Henri is a better comparison of a world-class player playing on the left and struggling because he was either too far, too deep um, from uh, on the pitch. And then when he came forward, he had an extra man to beat. So instead of beating just one or two men, he had to beat three men to try and get the ball in. And it frustrated him. So I think when he went to uh, move into the centre you saw where the quality of the player comes out. And I think Ronaldo would have had the same situation. I think Ronaldo would have still gone into centre and it would have been a revolution. At, at, at 22, they move him into the centre and he just goes on the banging the goals he right, carried can, on. I ask, can I ask you a question? You're saying that when they moved him inside, right? So when he, do you think Sir Alex Ferguson didn't trust him out there because he couldn't hold the line? or that, Why do you think he was brought inside? Uh, at United, well, at United, he never, his position was just go... He became, do what you want. He was that good. Ferguson didn't give him a position. Um, on the team sheet, it would be on the right. But by the start of the game, it would be on the left. In the middle, it would be deep, up, up top. He, you're, he, you're, so, saying, you're saying that he, he could play as both. You're saying that Cristiano Ronaldo was a winger and a striker, yeah? Where R9 wasn't. But yep. there must have been a reason why Sir Alex Ferguson gave him that. Maybe he didn't, I don't know, maybe he didn't trust him out there. Or, I don't think... When, he, when, he first, when Cristiano Ronaldo first comes to United, he couldn't cross the ball. What? Agreed. He was. Agreed. He, he could not cross a ball to save his life, Cristiano Ronaldo, when he first came to United. They were talking about him being a flop. Oh my God! No, no, he, no, no, no. That was never spoken about. The, the word flop. Well, no, 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 right, yeah, maybe a flop was a bit strong. But what I'm saying is, is that he was being looked at as his uh, his, his decision making was shit. He was. Yeah. His, yeah. His decision making was shocking, and his yeah. and his and his final ball was crap. Yeah. yeah. I scrapped the I scrapped the flop bit. That was a bit tongue in cheek. But yeah. So so maybe they had to move his position. Because, you know, he couldn't be trusted to make that final ball in them positions. Mm. Now, so, maybe. you know, you don't, you know you maybe, yeah, it's all different buts. But, yeah, I remember that clearly as to, a bit like, no, 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Theo Walcott to Ronaldo by any stretch of the imagination, but he was he was labelled with the same problem. He, he was rapid. He could, sometimes he'd get past the player. The all the great stuff, and then the final ball was shocking. And That's I remember, a, big I remember, That's I remember exactly. a phase of Ronaldo being, that being thrown at him. But it was only very short. His first season, his first season United, it was a bit of a one-trick pony. 
And then everyone had a chat with him about going down too easily. But he did become effective on the wing. And when we did play um, the most successful group, it was Tevez up top. It was Rooney on the left and Ronaldo on the right. And they would interchange. All three would move. So that's the ability he had. He can go anywhere. And I think that's a testament to Ronaldo, Rooney and Tevez at the time. So, uh, but yeah, at the original point, I, I just think he would have eventually gone into the centre mid- central, uh, central position and scored a shitload of goals because he's absolutely world-class. There's no doubt on that. But versatility, I think, uh, definitely in the modern game now, um, and he would have still wrecked it now. There's no, there's no denying that at all. But I just think he would have still had the same problem, which is his, his professionalism. I think he would have still drunk, still partied. Um, and he had some great managers. So you can't be used, oh, if, if so-and-so got hold of him. You know, he was managed by some top, top managers. And they just... Okay. ...best out of him, of his attitude. Okay, great. That was an, that was an interesting debate. I enjoyed that. Um, right, going on to um, key point three now. Um, I'm going to quote GiveMeSport.com because... They have worded this argument perfectly for key point three. So have a listen, lads, and then I'll come to... I want to come to Lee for this one. So have a listen to this. It's fantastic. Right. This is Serie A versus La Liga. This is what Paul jumped to earlier. We had to stop him short. Okay. Right. R9 played in Italy's golden era. When you think back to the football Italia years, the one thing that immediately springs to mind is the unbelievable defenders. Paolo Maldini, Alessandro Nesta, Fabio Cannavaro. The list is endless. Ronaldo not only competed against them, but he embarrassed them. Defending these days isn't on the same level. High lines, playing out from the back, the quality in the modern game isn't half what it used to be in Serie A's heyday. Cristiano wouldn't last two seconds against some of the players Ronaldo rings around. Now, this is in CR7's defence. Cristiano Ronaldo played in La Liga's golden era. I've got two words for you. Lionel Messi. When Brazilian Ronaldo played, he didn't have anyone nearly as good as Messi to compete against. Pep Guardiola's Barcelona were a force to be reckoned with. And the fact Cristiano managed to win La Liga trophy and outscore Messi from 2009 to 2012 speaks volumes. Indeed, the last decade of La Liga will go down as one of the greatest in any league ever. And CR7 was the forefront of it all. Scoring goals and winning trophies, all while competing against one of the best club sides to ever sit, set foot on a football pitch. So I think that's that's a great analysis of this argument. So, Lee, I want to come to you. Basically, Serie A in the 90s versus La Liga in the 2010s at late noughties. How would you sum that up, mate? Well, it's, well, what you just said there is like, it's great points. Mm. But what I will say is I believe that La Liga, there's only two teams, really, in, in, that, in that, that era that you're talking about. It was just Barcelona and Real Madrid. I'm not going to lie, they should beat all the other 18 teams. I know Atletico Madrid have become quite decent now, but for me, in the 90s, they were all tough. Juventus, AC, Inter, um, Lazio. Like, Roma. Yeah, Roma, yeah. Like, they were all... That, that, that's like... That's five quality sides that competed for the Scudetto. And the defensively as well. I think the, the point is the defence of the Serie A sides in the 90s oh, for that yeah, world well, class. Yeah. But, but those five Italian teams, obviously, they, they were all... That's what it was like. Well, the Italians were all well known for, like, yeah. well-drilled and defensive. But in the span in the Liga, personally, like I said, there's, there's only... All right, I, I wouldn't put, like, Seville in the, Valencia in the category no. of that I'm putting AC, Inter, Juventus in. Would you say, Lee, sorry, Lee, would you say that La Liga was more attack-minded where Serie A was more defence-minded, where it's harder to beat a defender, where it's easier to beat a defender in Serie in La Liga, sorry? A million percent, yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly how I look at it. Like, you, I'll tell you, the only team, really, that I find a bit defensive is Diego Simone's Atletico Madrid. They're probably the only defence-minded side in La Liga. At this, current, yeah. at this current, current yeah. uh, now, but whereas in Serie A back in the 90s, early 90s, you're, you're yeah, talking double figures for defensive, yeah, yeah, everything was look, it wasn't pretty to watch, I agree, but they were there to do a job. So, mm. one nil win, that's like for them, that's like Barcelona winning 10 nil, yeah, okay. Dave, does uh, does he make valid points there? Or is he talking clap trap? No, no, I agree. Um, 
I agree that Ronaldo R9 played against the better defenders, it's without a shadow of a doubt. But I don't think you can dismiss Cristiano Ronaldo doing the same to them. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it's all ifs and buts, but Cristiano Ronaldo is special. Now, you, you, you know, it's, we're never going to know whether it happened or it cannot happen, but uh, what's going to happen. But with, I feel that he, he does the same job on them. You know, he's special. He is special. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. But Dave, the quality of the, I think what the, the statement that I read and what Lee's saying, the quality of defender. I don't think you can compare the quality of the La Liga defender in the, in the no, 90s, early 10s to um, the Serie A, surely, no? I might be wrong. No, no you, no, you can't. You can't. R9 was up against the better defenders without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Without Paul? a shadow of a doubt. Paul, has, has David Lee got a point? Yeah. Uh, were I mean, the defenders better in Serie A in the yeah, 90s or the La Liga? Yeah, no doubt about that. There's, there's, that's, that's not even an argument. I don't think anyone can argue that. I think the only, you know, I think you could have put the Arsenal back four in the league in, in Syria at that stage and they would have been up there with the best. But I think, um, yeah, look, he was up against the best defenders in the world and, and he did embarrass them. Absolutely. He embarrassed defenders. He went in every league, to be honest. It doesn't matter, you know, the calibre of defenders in, in that period were much better in, in, in Italy. So, yeah, but I don't think you can compare... I don't know. Ronaldo went up against Sol Campbell. You know, I think Sol Campbell's one of the best defenders to, in Europe has ever seen. He went up against... In Europe, yeah, I agree. In Europe, uh, John yeah. Terry. I think John Terry's one of the best defenders to grace the Premier League in the modern era. Ashley Cole. You know, OK, he's not, he's not Maldini, but they're very good left-back, you know? Mm. Um, I think he went against some fantastic defenders, you know, at, at Juventus, you had Bonucci and... Yeah. Um, what's the other centre-back who went on? Oh... I want to ask as well, because obviously Ronaldo is coming to the end of his career now. Well, you, you never know it, but, um, you know, he's 36. Um, he's still banging in the goals. Um, the, the defenders he's playing against now, even though he's racking up the numbers, are they, I wouldn't say misleading, but going back to the, the 90s again. Uh, well, it's true what you said, Graham. Oh, you're gone, they're gone. True what you said you, about... Uh, high lines playing out of the backs that, that's true that didn't happen in the 90s mm. so it, you, you, the, thing you... Is, the thing is the way it's played now sorry Lee the way it's played now the high lines I think that R9 he he's loving that because he's, you know, uh, you know, he, he used to play deep and he used to run through him could you imagine if he had space to run in he would have, I think he would have racked up even more goals with the way it's played just, now I disagree a little bit just, just very very little but Serie A always played um, playing out from the back. That hasn't changed. No, I'm um, about playing out from the back. No, but I'm saying playing out from the back. Talk lines. Back in, in Serie A in those days, the lines weren't necessarily as high now, but they weren't deep, 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 and they were playing out from the back. So I, I think if, just as a modern comparison, I think Serie A have always done a very a similar style to what's been done in Europe now. Um so yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but I just think Syria has always. No, yeah, I'm just, you know, like obviously R9 used to turn him and take a player on stepovers, and he was away. Hmm. If you're playing a high line, you're up at the halfway line, and he turns you there. He's, you're not catching him when he. So I, I feel that he racks up even more goals. I don't think you could play a high line against him. Agreed. You well, know, well, so that's, 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 also the, the, talking about defence. Um, when we interviewed Kevin Pressman, he said like that the. Uh, the back pass rule kind of killed Des Walker. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that might be that's like in the nineties. Like that's why I, I don't know because you could do that. That's why the Italian team mm. may, may have played that way. Like I'm just I'm dumb. So you know, can I also can I also say one of the points that Graham said? I know we're not talking about Messi, but I feel the fact that Messi was so good as well pushed Renato Cristiano Ronaldo to be better. I don't think I don't think he's he was as good with, without Messi also being as good. If you know what I mean, I think they spurred each other on to be better. I feel that they need each other, and I feel they got the they, they made each other what they are. You mentioned Messi alongside Cristiano Ronaldo during the the nineties and the early two thousands. Who would you have said this is this is all you actually? Who would you have said was R um, uh, 9s main competitor to be the best in the world? Who was alongside him at that time? Would you say? I'll stop you, Dave. 
Who just said that was oh he was just as good or could have been as good, you know, at that time? No one. Cool, blimey. That's you've put me on the spot there, Graham. I don't I don't you think you could have put yourself anyone. on the spot by comparing him with Messi, but <laughs> no, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't mean R nine with him. I thought that Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. But no, um, no, there was no one as good. I don't think there was, you know, there was um, there was brilliant, brilliant strikers, but I think he was just better. Um, so, so off the top, mate, I can't think of anyone that you could even, you know. Well, Thierry Henry was around at the same time. Let's throw him in the mix. Well, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, so same you're, era, you're, 19, you're, 19, you're, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, I don't know. At the time, I don't think there was anyone. He was, he was, he was an anomaly. He was, he was. He yeah, was. well, good strikers. Yeah, yeah but, but they weren't him. Yeah, you know, Zaghi, um, Christian Vieira, Del Piero, Vieri, yeah. Shira. I still, yeah. yeah, I mean, your name, you're rattling off names of strikers there, but I still don't think you can put him in his category. No, you can't. I don't, no, I don't no. think you can. No, he was. What, the, the difference is, is, is what you've got now is you've got players like Harry Kane and. Uh, I don't know if you think now Aguero you're struggling after Harry Kane Paul weren't you yeah but but world class <laughs> world class but That's then you've Ronaldo and Messi who are just a, a, a cut above anyone else that's anywhere near him yes. Erling Haaland's world class sorry did you say Erling Haaland's world class well you know my view on longevity let's stick with the <laughs> stick with the actual topic well, you look a bit like Erling Haaland I've just realised that now looking at your fizzer I can wish nah. I had money He's still Kevin De Bruyne for me, mate. No, I, I don't R9. I, I think there was, I think uh, Del Piero and all these players were on the world class level, and then Ronaldo was just, he yeah. was above. And I think. Above, it, I agree it, with you, Paul. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can compare. As I said, it, it, this is a very difficult one, but I think it's more yeah. relevant than a him versus Messi, personally. I think it's, it's a more. Okay. Well, look, yeah, things like that great. question, that, that, that's good for, like, for the listeners like to do a polling. Yeah. Who do you think? So, yeah, that's a great. I'm glad you said that, Lee, because my last point, it's not a major point, but it has some influence. It's um, players' opinions versus fans' opinions. Um, I've, I've, I've done a bit of research uh, during the week and they've got Jose Mourinho. Whatever you think of the guy, um, he's a serial winner. He's Portuguese, so he, he's got, maybe he's got a bit of um, loyalty towards Cristiano Ronaldo. Plus, he's managed him as well. Plus, he was assistant manager with Bobby Robson with um, R9 at Barcelona. And to this day, he says he's the best player he's ever seen in his life. Um, he worked with him, so I'd rather take his opinion than the fans' opinion. Um, Kaka, as well, played with both. He said he's seen things that R9 does in training on the pitch that he's never seen anybody else do in world football. Um, you guys can reel off different um, opinions if you've got them in front of you, but the fans' opinions as well, like Lee just said about fans' opinions. Um, I think it, I think, lads, do you think it goes on age? Because we've all made valid points. Um, some of us are for Ronaldo uh, CR7, some of us are against CR7, etc. They've both got great attributes. Um, but for people that's never seen R9, and maybe for the younger, even younger generation, not going to see a CR7, there might be like the likes of Erlen Holland, as we've mentioned. And back um, just basically, what is your opinion? I'm going to go on, Paul. I'm going to start with you. Opinions of players and opinions of fans. Um, how does it measure up, mate? Well, look, you know, I think we said in a previous podcast about Pele and Maradona. We use those two as a, as a good barometer. Is that, you know, Maradona and Pele, it was Pele class as well, class by everyone's speaking about him. Yes, he was. But we never really saw him play apart from the highlight reels we've seen. He'd done his career in, in Brazil. His legendary status has gone off his Brazilian career. I think when a player comes out, and I've used this in my argument of gigs in the past, when players come out and give and the PFA come out and they, they vote for things and they mention things, they've got more of a valid opinion than a fan. Because a fan only sees a player for, on the 90 minutes on the game, maybe a bit more now, but a player is with them day in, day out training. They know what's going on in their personal life. They, they see things, that, that, that the audacity to try things. So I think it's very difficult to have a fan opinion that's anywhere near as valid as someone like a Jose Mourinho who's worked with a fella. So mm. it's, yes, the fans have an opinion because one, a manager's opinion it can generally be less biased as well or a player's opinion can be less biased because yeah. it's it, it, there's no loyalty to that club that they've played for. So I could be biased. Can I ask you a question, Paul, as well? You might know your great opinions, but can I ask you a question? Would you say our opinions, the three of us sitting there, 
um, talking to us. Would you think our opinions are as valid as pros? Because I'll make a point as well. Like, you know, ex-boxers um, and boxers, for an example, that make comments on football, um, they've never played the game at, highest, at the highest level, and most of them haven't. Um, what I'm trying to say is, are, are our opinions valid? Because if our opinions aren't valid, they surely aren't. Or is it just focused on ex-pros, what they say goes, you know? No, everyone's opinion is valid. Everyone's opinion yeah. is valid. You know, I'm quite opinionated on what I say. Um, and I oh, yeah? I never noticed that. <laughs> but I, I'd, argue things, I'd argue things. And then, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it's very rare that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Three week. <laughs> but I think, again, as I, as I just said, I think we've, we, our opinions are valid from what we've seen of that person and what we've experienced of that mm. person. Uh, compared to someone who's played in the game, their opinion is more valid because, as I said... They've they they've lived the, the life of being under pressure of playing in front of 50, 40, 60, 75. I, I also and sorry, Paul, let me jump in. I also think that players can be biased as well. Because if I'm playing, if I'm in a team with Mbappe, say Mbappe's in my team, and I get a vote on who's better at Mbappe and Haaland, I'm not going to pick Haaland. Mbappe's in my team. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's there's a loyalty thing to people's to people's opinions as well. That's now. You know, that, that's now. That's, that's not. That's not. Jose Mourinho said that recently. Oh, no, but no, that would be that would be across the board as well. There's still a loyalty into people's opinions. Of course, you know. It's and not like, saying if someone calls you an arsehole, I'm, I'm not going to. I mean, I probably would agree, but I'm not going to agree because you're my mate. So is it? So there's a bias, there's a loyalty there to, to an opinion. Definitely, yeah, I, I agree with what they're saying. The, the loyalty thing Dave's on about. I mean, it makes a great point there. I use Mourinho as an example because he's Portuguese, so he has some sort of loyalty. You would think too, Cristiano Ronaldo. Does that play a point, or is or, or do you think the pros are actually talking sense? Yeah, no, pros. Like I say, sorry, mate. I think the yeah, I think they're talking sense. Okay, then go to Kaka's opinion. He said exactly the same as a high, you know, a pro playing at the top level. Do you reckon that's biased? But because he played with both, or do you reckon it's do you reckon it's biased because he played with Ronaldo? That's the point I'm trying to make. Are, yeah, are but then Kaka's biased? Brazilian, so then you yeah. can throw out. Yeah, He's only saying Ronaldo because he's Brazilian. So there's always some sort of bias into an opinion. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's very rarely that it's completely neutral. I just, okay. I just want to mention something. Um, we know we're talking about R9's, um, like his work ethic and all stuff like that. Um, and you mentioned Kaka, Dave. So yeah. I, I read uh, there's a striker called Pato. He used to play for AC Milan. Yeah, he played for Chelsea, Chelsea. Well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he reckons on his first day at AC Milan, like he walks into the dressing room and R9 said to him, like, Listen, I, he had a, I think he had a porno mag. <laughs> he said, you want to live my life or Kaka's whilst he was praying? Like, so that, that's the kind of lifestyle that he had. Like, he's got, he had a place. Is, is that why Pato went to shit then, reading all porn and all that, was yeah, it? Yeah, it must have been, yeah. He must have been on the old Playboy magazines. Beating <laughs> <laughs> his meat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, yeah, that's some um, interesting opinions. Um, before I move on to the question... I'm going to ask each of you now. Um, well, I'll start with you, Paul. Um, out of the two players watching them, forget anybody else's opinions, anything you've read, any stats, trophies, achievements. Watching to the Cristiano Ronaldo and watching R9 by yourself. What? Which one? What? How do they make you feel? Which one would you say is the edge of your seat stuff? Which one would you say is wow off the scale? I'd love to play with him. I love him at Manchester United. Be honest. Which one would you say? I, I think it's fantastic. And you've got to pick one. Who the gave you the you know, history? Is that what you're asking? Who gave me yeah, the Who gave you the, 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 the history? Dave Brown, Wayne Who gave you the sticky poster? <laughs> Obviously, I've seen Ronaldo play more and I've seen Ronaldo live on, I think, 10 or 15 times I've seen him play live. Um, and I would just watch him during the game and it was just, everything about him was phenomenal. I've never seen Brazilian Ronaldo play live. Um, mm. But as I said at the beginning, I remember watching the Champions League game at Old Trafford, and he just was just there was it was football bliss to watch someone. Is that, sorry, Paul, is that the one where the United fans applauded him as well? Yeah, I mean Rio Ferdinand's no mug, and he he just made Rio Ferdinand just look like he weren't even on the pitch. I have to go with Ronaldo. I have to go with. Mm. No, no, don't get it wrong. It's not the vote. It's not the vote. It's who made you, who made you got yeah, more I, excited. Yeah. I think well, I, well, I have to go with my Ronaldo just purely because 
he was playing for my team. So every time he played, I mean, some of the goals that he played, you know, in that in the Champions League winning season with, with Tevez and Rooney, just the combination of watching them was a joy. So for me, I, I have to go with, yeah, I enjoy watching CR7 personally because, and that is completely biased. There's no, I can't come away from that. That's a bias of you on that one. No, no, no. Dave, same question. Yeah, no, for me, uh, it's R9. When I was a kid, when R9 was doing his bits, so football was our, our life, football was our everything. So I would be excited to watch him. I'd be like, oh my God, this guy, unbelievable. And it was my world. It was all of our worlds at that time. We were kids. Yeah. I'm, I can't get excited as a man looking at Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, like, obviously, I admire what he does and it's great and all that, but I don't get the same. You know, like, buzz, like yeah. yeah, because life's different. So I'm, I'm going to go on the feeling I had when Ronaldo was playing and I was a kid, thinking, oh my God, this guy is unbelievable. Yeah. So, so for me, and, and like, again, it goes back to being an age thing. You know, like it goes back to a generation thing where you're always going to pick the players from your generation, which you will. So if I'm going on the, the feelings I had from each player, it was, it's R9 for me. Lee? Yeah, R9. Uh, I just one of the reasons I'll, I'll, I'll give is look, don't get me wrong, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's world class, he's phenomenal. But mm. what I didn't see with the scoring goals, I, I didn't, I didn't see, I don't see Cristiano Ronaldo taking on four or five men and then drowning the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. He, that, 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 look, don't get me wrong, he can score from 30, 35 yards, top corner, just like he can smash the ball, but. R9, he was just dribbling in past players. Like, yeah. so that, that, and now I was thinking, fuck it, you know, wow, he's amazing. So, yeah, so with the wow factor, R9. Can I also ask you, Lee, um, this is a, when we've done the Kevin Pressman interview, he mentioned about the ball. You're wrong. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's world class, he's phenomenal, but. Mm. What I didn't see with scoring goals, I, I didn't, I didn't see, I don't see Cristiano Ronaldo taking on four or five men and then drowning the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. He, that, 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 look, don't get me wrong, he can score from 30, 35 yards, top corner, just like he can smash the ball. But R nine, he was just dribbling in past players, like yeah. so that that. And now I was thinking, fuck it, you know, wow, he's amazing. So yeah, so with the wow factor, R nine. Can I also ask you, Lee, um, this is a, when we've done the Kevin Pressman interview, he mentioned about the balls in this day and age. He said about people that basically crap scoring 30 yarders, making them look better. Do you reckon that, that's a factor in this day yeah, and age? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, obviously, Kevin Pressman did mention that. And he said like that the balls now are designed to score more goals, to make it more yeah. entertaining. It's like, yeah. uh, I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know if this this, this might this might might just be like false, but they were saying. So you know, like I'm just going to Premier League darts, yeah, like the yeah. darts in the industry. Apparently, the trebles are bigger on their boards than a normal board. If that makes sense. Okay. So they hit yeah. more 180s, and it makes it like like fun for better for the crowd. I don't know. Could, that might, might be wrong, but that's so they've what, got sort of an advantage, whereas the last the players from yesterday you haven't. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, like I'm just I'm not comparison, not comparison like darts to football, but back in the day, like there's all wires on the things, and like the, the thing would like now there's no wires. It's like you hardly ever get many bounce outs. It's just that's what I think. So the balls yeah. now, nowadays, they like Ken Preston said, they are designed to move everywhere, so it makes it harder for the keeper, and it makes it easier for strikers to score yeah. goals. Great point. Um, I'm going to say my little piece now. Um, it's been an interesting, very interesting. It's so hard to split the two, isn't it? Um, it's just a little stat I I found out. Um, R9, um, the way he scored a goal, the way he dropped the shoulder when he beat four or five men, as Lee mentioned. Um, 88 times he did that when he went around a goalkeeper in his career. 88 times. you think they would have learned when he had the goalkeepers when playing against him. But... <laughs> but you can never, ever, in my opinion, poo-poo Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's he's got to be. When you're picking a world eleven, I think he gets in. He gets in there every time, doesn't he? You have to. You cannot not put him in there. Yeah, maybe on the wing. Yeah, well, maybe on the wing. Yeah, um, this is going to sound slightly harsh, but um, a few of you have mentioned it. Even Paul mentioned it as well, which I think didn't think would about the natural ability of R nine. I think that the ability of CR seven when he first burst onto the scene with Manchester United. It looks slightly manufactured, as in the stepovers and the diving. It, it looks like he's worked on his game so much to be the product that he is. 
um, fitness that he's in. Uh, uh, Graham, I've got one for you. You probably heard this, but now you've mentioned boxing, and it's probably apt to this conversation. On, hard mate. work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Hundred percent. You probably heard that. You probably heard that one in the in the box, and they use that a lot. I've heard the quote. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I have heard the quote, mate. I don't know. I'm not sure who it's from. What's that? Conor Ben said it the other week. Oh yeah, yeah. But the, yes, but that is very much that yeah. the scenario. You know, you've got one player that's naturally talented. Obviously, it doesn't make him shit. But uh, you've got yeah. a player that worked hard to get to where he is. Lovely. Okay, let's wrap this up then before we get on to our quiz. Um, like I said, we could go on for hours and hours about these two guys. So, after everything we spoke about and all the key points, facts and opinions on both players, the goals, the trophies, the skill set and everything else that comes with them, I think we can both, well, we can all agree, sorry, that they are both two of the greatest players ever seen in world football. But now I need to ask the question in one word only. Who was the better player? I'm going to start with you, Dave. In one word only, who was the better player? R9 or CR7? R9. Paul? R9 or CR7? CR7. Lee? R9. I didn't take long, did it? <laughs> um, yeah, as well, as I said, one word. I'm going to have to go for R9.